What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Danny's to Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Robert, and today it's been a very awesome Father's Day. Got some awesome gifts and got to watch some cool shows. So let's get to it. Yo, welcome back to Danny's to Talk Podcast. I hope everybody out there that's listening has had an awesome week, awesome weekend. I know I have. Uh, just business as usual, you know, if, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome. Uh, you know, the usual business, like, follow, subscribe. All that fun jazz. Leave a review if you can. It'll be greatly appreciated. So yeah. So as of t- as of this recording, you know it, it is Father's Day, twenty twenty one, and I guess the best way I can kind of just phrase how I'm feeling right now: my body is tired and exhausted, but my heart is full, and. I mean that in 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 many ways because Saturday, as those of y'all that know <laughs> the the routine for the last few weeks, or whatever, Saturdays is track day for the kids. So I was on track duty this weekend, which means you know getting up at like six something in the morning, and then got to be at location by eight a.m. and then just being there until. My kids run everything they, they need to run. So that pretty much put us at being out in the Texas heat from 8 a.m. till I think it was like 1 or 2 p.m. by the time we got to leave and stuff. So, so yeah, so almost a full day of work, but just in the heat. <laughs> so that, that was obviously, you know, very... Very draining on your body, you know, just just being in that heat, even when you're kind of like sitting in like a shaded area from time to time, just something about that, you know, just saps all the energy out of your body. And it's like, it's like even when I got home last night, I like laid in the bed, took like a short nap, but it's like my body got so relaxed that like I almost caught some leg cramps and stuff. And I'm like, man, it's like my body is cramping up like I was the one that ran. So but overall, it, it was good. I think, let me think, as far as places, so my son, my middle son, he got, I believe it was first place in the 800 meter race, and then I think he ended up getting, I think it was fifth in the 400, if I remember correctly, but that was because, (laughs) so the, the running stuff is always so weird because... You know, they, they do by like, you know, like 8 and under, 10 and under, 12 and under. And sometimes depending on where your birthday falls in the year will depend on, you know, which bracket you got to go into. And so that's why it's like, you know, my son's 8, but his birthday is not until towards the end of the, the year. So it's like some races, you know, he'll run in the 8 and under, which is fine. And then sometimes he'll run in the 10 and under. Well... When he ran the 800 meter race, he was in the eight and under. 
So he crushed it, dominated that. That was this was his first time running the 800 meter, and he did fantastic. So he actually was excited and said he wants to continue to do it. So cool. Now when he did the 400, he got placed in the 10 and under, which is a reason why, you know, he, you know, got fifth place or whatever because you know he was running against people that are probably that, like you know a couple years older than him. So, but overall he still did good. And then he, he also, like his team, he was like on a relay team. I think they did the 4 by 100 meter, which was crazy because that wasn't planned. Like they they literally put that team together like seconds before they stopped, you know, letting people come in to the event or whatever because, yeah, it, it was just weird. You know, they, they do that from time to time, just, you know, experimenting and stuff. But anywho, now moving on to my daughter. The oldest of my twin daughters, she, I'm thinking, let me see, she got second in the 800 meter. And, you know, with that, that's just still a thing of trying to, you know, get her used to pacing herself correctly because she was killing it and dominating on that first lap. But she spent so much energy on that first lap, on that first lap that she didn't have enough to, like, boost towards the end and then somebody kind of came through and got her on that on that final curve but anyway but still you know she got second in the 800 and then she got first in the 400 meter like she came back with a vengeance with that 400 meter race like it, it wasn't even close <laughs> like like look, looking at the footage of her doing the 400 meter race it was a, a thing of beauty so very awesome very proud of my kids you know, but like I said, it was just very tiring, very draining. So, yeah, that, that was majority of the day. And of course, you no, know, hey, stop by, stop by Sonic, got some little, some ice cream and other treats and stuff for everybody. So, overall, fun time out yesterday. And then came home and I got to do a long awaited collaboration with an awesome fellow podcaster. Um, who goes by Anime Gencho. Uh, I believe his show is mainly posted on YouTube, but you can find all his content and stuff is shared on you know TikTok, Instagram, so on and so forth under Anime Gencho. So, you know, that was a very fun episode. I think we, re- we recorded for almost a couple of hours. So be on the lookout for that. It should be out in a couple of weeks. I'll definitely mention it again on the podcast or whatever week that it does go live but it was a definite honor and pleasure to finally get to work and collaborate with him and just talk some anime and manga stuff so yeah so be be on the lookout for that now moving on to today (laughs) like i said today today you know being father's day and I, I knew my wife had something planned, didn't really know like what really, you know, she might have planned, might not have planned or whatever. I was planning on trying to just still trying to recoup from <laughs> being out in the sun all day yesterday. But I, I guess I'll start off with the gifts she gave me um, and, and my and my kids, too. So my both of my daughters, I believe I mentioned before, they are very big into drawing and so they drew me a couple of pretty pictures. Uh, one was kind of like this, uh, like a portion of a sunflower, 
which looked very beautiful. And then another one was like a butterfly with like multicolored wings and stuff. So very awesome, very beautiful, very, you know, I, I always love whenever they paint and draw stuff for me. And so I always, you know, gives me some, some good, some feel good hits. Now, my wife, my wife pulled through today with some manga goodies, uh, a few. <laughs> so the first one, she got me this one called Smoking Parade Volume 3. Now, I might have mentioned before that I had picked up Volume 1 a couple weeks ago. Um, just because it was one that I kind of been eyeballing on the shelf for a long time and then finally, finally saw somebody on Twitter talking about like they they were loving it and then I also found out that it's also made by the same person who created Dead Man Wonderland so yeah I'm, I'm very I have to somehow some, some way this coming up week I have to at least read volume one because it is killing me that I've been so busy and tired that it's like, man, I just don't have the energy to, you know, to do extra stuff, whatever. But one thing that like, that continues to stick out for me, if you if you can just take a moment, just even just look up Smoke and Parade volume covers, like all of these covers are beautiful, very stylish. Dare I say, sexy? <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just like it's like. Every time I go to the store and I see even like some of the volume covers for some of the later chat, some of some of the later volumes, they all look good and they all just maybe like, man, I should be home. I, I need to crack open volume one and start reading. So, but yeah, Smoking Parade, that's one that she got me. She got me this other one that I kind of been eyeballing for a long time too, called Zom One Hundred Bucket List of the Dead Volume Two. Now this is a newer series. Um, I don't know too much about it aside from it's something to do with like a zombie apocalypse or something of the nature. But this is another one that has some very cool covers. Um, the, this volume two cover looks you know, really solid, but the one that always gets my attention is volume one because it's kind of like this like bright neon pink looking color. But um, but that one is kind of hard to find. Another one of those cases where it's like all the months that I've been sitting on the ship, I should have went and snatched it up, but. I'll get my hands on it eventually. I got plenty of stuff to read while I'm waiting to get it. Uh, next up, she got me Beastars Volume 1. So, I had started the anime of that last year, whenever that was, it came on Netflix, and stopped it part way. And so now, me getting this volume, it kind of pushed me to get back in this, into the series full swing at some point and try it out. Now, I also went out this morning and picked up a couple of things for myself. So I finally went and got volume one of The Way of the House Husband. Now, for those who don't know, this is the story of basically a former Yakuza member who went by the nickname The Immortal Dragon. But just one day, he basically just decides to just drop the Yakuza life and just be a house husband to his wife. So I've, I've heard very good things about it. Um, I, I was, like many others, kind of disappointed with the way the Netflix adaptation looked. Now, I, I've heard some people say, like, ah, it's still good once you kind of, you know, just take it for what it is. But I want to at least just read volume one, give it an honest shot. Because, like I said, I've, I've heard so many good things about this series for a while. So excited to finally dive into that. 
And then the last thing I picked up today was 21st Century Boys Perfect Edition volume. Now, for those that have been around for a while, probably thinking like, yo, Robert, did you finish 20th Century Boys? No, (laughs) I haven't. I'm, I'm only on volume three of that. But this is the first time of, of all the different manga shops and stuff that I've been to over the months and stuff, whatever. I have never seen the 21st Century Boys one in person. And so this is one of those cases to where it's like, even though I have literally probably like, you know, nine more volumes of 20th Century Boys to go of the perfect editions. I'm like, I see it. It's a rare sight. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And I'll just, you know, tuck it away. And when the day comes for me to read it, I'll have it. You know, so, yeah. Very, very excited. I am very grateful and thankful to my to my awesome and lovely wife for picking up me lots of manga goodies. And that'll keep me and my manga taste fed for many months to come. And also give me... Plenty, plenty more content and stuff for me to do for y'all for the podcast. And actually, a couple other things that she got me as well, which I'm, I'm surprised she was able to even find these. She had picked up two keychains for me, both Trigon related. One is of Vasha Sampede, and then one is of the little black cat that is in the background of every episode of Trigon. So those are very awesome to see and get along with all these manga and stuff so so yeah so shout out to my wife for getting me some awesome gifts for father's day and speaking of father's day like i said aside from the gifts and stuff we took a family outing to the water park so yeah it was a you know and and to be honest you know at first i was kind of like uh i'm tired (laughs) I don't want to go nowhere. I just want to just chill at the house. But, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out, you know, spend some time with my family. And I'm glad I did, you know, because we we had a good time. We were out there for probably like three hours, maybe even longer than that, because we left the house at like one something. And we were at the water park until almost six. So let's say let's say two to six. So yes, I'm in about four hours out at the water park. So it, it was fun. All the kids had a blast. Me and my wife had a blast. It was awesome. Got lots of pictures and stuff to to you know document the occasion. Though my middle son, his his slit his uh flip flops his slides he had came up missing, and so we think that somebody's because. The slides he had were kind of like a common design or whatever. So more than likely somebody probably had, because we saw something look kind of similar off to the side. And we were like, man, we wonder if the other person who owns those take his by accident. But it was weird because we had all of ours kind of piled up together. So it, it was just very weird, which sucks. So it was like, you know, you leave the house with a pair of shoes and then come home barefoot, <laughs> you know. So that that part sucked. But aside from that, everybody had a blast. You know, they, they did not want to leave. You know, Vash was practically, had to practically drag him out of there to, to get him to leave. Because he kept telling me, like, water, water. I'm like, I know, buddy. We'll, we'll come back another day, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that that's kind of my uh, 
my Father's Day and weekend in a little wrapped nutshell. So, like I said, my body is super tired. I am more than likely, I'm leaning towards taking off of work on Monday and just recouping because I, I can only continue to push myself so far, you know, without, you know, before your body crashes and stuff. So I think I do need to con- consider taking a day to just recoup and stuff. So, but yeah, but anywho, gonna wrap up the housekeeping and the, you know, life update stuff. And we're pretty much going to just roll right into talking about a couple of video game updates. So I didn't get a chance to really play too much over the last few days or whatever. It's just been kind of busy and hectic around the house and stuff. But, you know, I still been kind of chipping away at Ratchet and Clank when I get a chance. I didn't really get to touch it any this weekend because, like I said, family stuff, life stuff, whatever it is what it is. But still enjoying it, still eager to get back to it and play it hopefully sometime this week. And I finally got a chance to play or, or I went back to play a very old game. I want to go play the original Psychonauts game. Now, you might be like, hey, like, why, why are you playing Psychonauts now? Like, that game came out like 2005 or something like that. Um, it's because the new one, Psychonauts 2, is coming out this August. And that's always been a series that I've been curious about. And so I was like, you know what? You know, it's, it's on Game Pass. So I hopped on, hopped on, uh, one of the million Xboxes I have in this house <laughs> and uh, downloaded it and gave it a shot and even just just a little just I really only played through like the intro part of it but even just that little bit I was like okay even though it's old and you can tell by by visually it still has a certain quirkiness and charm that I'm like oh yeah yeah this is definitely going to be my, my type of game so yeah I'm definitely looking forward to Going back to that and playing that sometime, <laughs> sometime in in the coming week. So we'll we'll see where I get with that. All right, so I guess we can go ahead and just roll right into the anime talk. So we're gonna start, of course, with our boy Joe and Megalobox Nomad or Megalobox Season Two Nomad. I believe this was episode twelve. So. Pretty much in a nutshell, we get everybody from Team Nomad coming together, training. Joe is training with, uh, shoot, why why do I always blank on his name? Yuri. Man, why, why is it so hard for me to remember Yuri's name? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I always do these when I'm freaking tired. Maybe I need to switch that up. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, so Joe, Yuri, everybody else, you know, is training trying to get Joe back in tip top shape and you had Satchio and I can't think of the little girl's name but them working together to try to like make sure Joe's gear and stuff is is a uh, is gonna work properly with his body and not put him at a disadvantage because they noticed that like wow yes the gear is made really good but because Chief's body frame was a little bit more bulkier than Joe. His body was built, or well, as as you guessed, the gear was built for Chief's body. 
And so they're going to make a little few adjustments or whatever as far as like the type of material that's on it to make it work better with Joe being a little bit smaller than Chief and stuff. So, so yeah, so they're going through that. And then on the flip side, we have Mac just really going through it. Like he is just wandering the streets, just recalling everything that's been going on. At one point, he just like passes out in the alley drunk. And he had these couple, or he had like a, he was in his car drunk, just parked somewhere. And these cops come up to him, which one of the cops ended up being his former partner from when he used to be a police officer back in the day. And so that was kind of just cool again to see more context and information from back in that time when, when Mac was a police officer and the incident that ended up leading to him getting paralyzed and to where he is now. So yeah, the, the, this stuff is just very fascinating. And, and the episode, of course, just kind of culminates to the big championship fight. So we're about to have the big match between Joe versus Mac. And so, yeah, this is going to be, Man, I, I I don't I don't know what to say. Like next episode is just gonna be it's gonna be a ride. I can already tell. I hope nobody dies <laughs> from this. I I truly do. I hope nobody else dies. But at the same time, I would not be surprised if somebody does. You know, whether it be Mac because of you know the freaking chips they got in his brain and all these weird testing that they've been doing to his to his body and stuff um you know or you know if if joe gets hit the wrong way kind of like how chief took all those blows to the back of the head in his last match and ended up you know causing him to die uh i don't know i, I don't want nobody else to die but i'm all I'm, but i'm just gonna already just be bracing for for the inevitable and one one moment in particular I, I enjoyed, which I I always love when a series does this, is when they start playing the theme music or like the uh like the intro song or something or whatever over you know, or during like a like an actual scene in the in the episode. And so that was a very hype moment for me when when the music was kicking up. I'm like, Oh man, all right, yeah. Yeah, we we really in this now. So, but yeah, yeah, Megalobox Nomad, another fantastic week. Can't wait for next episode because I, I don't know if next episode is going to be the finale or not, but um, we shall see either way. So next up, this is just something that I just kind of started finally after you know, honestly, I was going to pass up this series. I have really little to no interest in it originally but I kept hearing so many people talking about it uh, listening to there's another uh, podcast I listen to called uh, Kame House and one of the hosts over there over there below he was saying that Vivi might be shooting up to one of his all time favorite anime and so since I found Kame House podcast and listening to them I'm like, okay, they, they have uh, what I would say some very good taste in anime, manga, all that stuff. And so when I heard Bilal mention that, I was like, huh, okay, maybe I need to give this another look. And 
So far, I have watched up to episode five. So I guess the basic premise of it is that the main character is a basically a singing slash performance AI. And in the future, all the AI all over the world turn and wipe out all of humanity. Well, right before that happens, a scientist, you know, does something to basically get a message back to the main character or Vivi, the main AI, way in the past. And basically she has to work through these big uh, moments throughout the timeline as far as like the, the hundred years from where from after when she was created to when the incident happens she has to work with others to try to prevent from that future happening so it has been it's been really good it has been action packed I guess I paused for a second I couldn't find the words but it has been action packed it looks phenomenal like visually this is a stunning looking anime and and it's to be expected because if I remember right I believe it is done by Studio Wit yeah yeah Wit Studio and for those who don't know Wit Studio are the ones that did the original first three seasons of Attack on Titan, Seraph of the End, Ancient Magnus Bride, Vinland Saga, The Great Pretender, and now this series, which if I forgot to say the name, I'll say it again. It's called Vivi Florite Eyes Song. And it's on Funimation. That's where I'm watching it at. Um, It's in sub and dub. The dub just started, so it's like maybe like halfway through the season or whatever. And I believe it's going to be 12 episodes. I think the final episode might have just aired in the last few days. So, but yeah, yeah, me, me being, you know, five episodes in and I'm really enjoying it. I'm like, okay, I want to know where this all goes, how this all plays out. So that's definitely one that I just wanted to pass along the recommendation of to check out. So like I said, once again, it's called Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song and it's on Funimation. So definitely look into it and give it a shot so hopefully by next week I'll be able to report back hopefully after fingers crossed having watched the whole season assuming that, it's, that, it, that it is over I can report back and let y'all know what I think so yeah so I think that's going to be it for all the anime stuff so going to just roll right into some manga talk alright so this week you know like I said I've been, I've been busy all day so really only have just like a few chapters to talk about but before I get to to those chapters I just want to say a couple of quick notes because this is also the time of the month you know they know Boruto and Dragon Ball Super are monthly well this is the weekend both of them come out so didn't read them yet but I just want to just comment something off of uh, the front page of each no spoilers of anything but just you know first I just want to say Boruto the cover pages of this of these last handful of chapters have been what I would call like very good looking. So the the art on these have been fantastic and beautiful. Now with Dragon Ball Super, I don't keep up with the manga of that. Like every so often, I'll maybe like check in or whatever. But so I, I clicked on the Dragon Ball Super chapter, like I said, just to see what what was it 
on the cover page, the chapter title is Goku versus Granola is the name of the enemy. <laughs> All I could do, I, I just burst out laughing and just closed it. I'm like, sure, sure, of course, of course, you know, there's somebody here named Granola. So, yeah, I just found that kind of funny. But anywho, enough with the laughs and giggles. Let's get to the despair and start with My Hero Academia manga chapter 317 titled Scars, Blood, Filth. And we have a very dreary looking Deku or Midoriya on the cover. So I knew out the gate that for one, saw a lot of hype around this chapter when it leaked early in the week or whatever. And just from this first cover of seeing how Deku is drawn and looks, as well as this title, Scars, Blood, and Filth. That just lets you know that, hey, man, some pretty stuff is not about to happen this chapter. <laughs> some 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 pretty stuff is about to, you know, all the sunshine and rainbows are truly gone. But anywho, so this chapter pretty much just starts off with all the heroes that, you know, were that went with Deku to investigate that house in the woods that blew up last chapter. Obviously, they're all fine. Everybody made it out unscathed. But, of course, with an explosion, you know, pretty much any trace that might have been there of the leak has gone up in smoke. And so here we have Endeavor, Hawks, Mount Lady, Best Genus, Kamui Woods, and Edgeshot just sitting around this warehouse, these, this warehouse talking about everything and Edshot asks, you know, Hawks them like, hey, you know, were they able to get any more information from Lady Nagant? And Hawks basically says, it's like, nah, it's not going to happen. She's in such bad shape. The doctors don't even know how, to, how she's still alive. And so, so yeah, so everybody, you know, like I said, just kind of just talking through stuff. And, and I guess I'll just kind of just, just talk through some of this stuff. So Kamui Woods you knows like you knows like a a woman afflicted by powerful despair, still still clinging desperate desperately to life. And Edshot says, "Endeavor is a time to stake everything on turning this around." And so basically, they're just having this kind of like back and forth, talking about like, okay, is it time for them to call in more backup, more people to more pro heroes of the ones that are left to come assist them? And getting this done, and so you know, Mount Lady makes a point of saying, you know, that that business with Lady Nagant made it clear that the brunt of hunting down the league will be left to Midoriya. And it's like the cops are up to their eyeballs with other problems, and there have been no eyewit no eyewitness accounts of the league for a while. And then Endeavor makes a comment saying, right. Desatogoro quit two days ago and of course by that name I'm like who the hell is this who the hell is this dude but he's one of like the pro heroes and I'm trying to think is he a teacher too or he works along with the school but anywho when, when you see him in the chapter like, oh that guy but um yeah he ended up quitting and you know he says you know this job's been running me ragged I can't seem to catch a break and what do we get for it rants doubts rage 
Yeah, I know there's still some support for us out there, but one loud heckler easily drowns out 10 fans. I've never felt like this before. I thought I was different, better. I'm sure we all once did, but nah, I'm no hero. I'm only human. As he literally takes off all his gear and gadgets and stuff and just puts on a regular t-shirt and just walks away from it all. And I just kind of just want to point out real quick, like the parallel of him talking about like how like the one loud heckler will out drown or drown out all the supportive people, whatever. I feel like that's kind of like how things in society are, is a lot today. Um, especially with us being so connected online or whatever, that a lot of times, you know, like content creators, whatever, for example, like you might get dozens of comments like, oh, yo, hey, awesome. I love what you do. Your work's cool, yada, yada, yada. But then it's like that one person that was like, yeah, F off, old man, <laughs> you know, just being snarky, being rude or whatever. And it's like sometimes that's the comments that stick out more than the dozens of polite ones and stuff so I just I just found that interesting you know him uh, you know saying that and you know best genius continues saying you know that um, or he said you know he seemed like a like a hero with some back or endeavors continue you know he seemed like a hero with some backbone to him and then genius says you know any given hero's thread could snap tomorrow and it wouldn't come as a shock we hear about more heroes hanging up their costumes every day. And then Endeavor's like, you know, plus the media is closing in on Deku because every time some of the heroes quit, they are talking about different stuff that they shouldn't be talking about. And now people are piecing together different things. And so, yeah. And so, uh, Midnight brings up a thing where she mentions, you know, is all is one for is all for one planning to go public about Midoriya, you know, and saying, you know, why not, you know, why not make that his opening move that would force us heroes to mobilize and lock Deku away somewhere safe. So his silence tells us he doesn't want to do that, but still. And then Endeavor's like, you know, unless Deku and the rest of us are out there taking action we'll never get any leads not enough cops not enough heroes as we just get this like silent panel of everybody just kind of sitting around and then it looks like Endeavor has some missed calls and messages from from Shoto so that's kind of interesting I don't want to know like basically like we all said we want to know like more what's going on with the other students and stuff but Hawks speaks up and he's like, yo, Midoriya ran into a second hired gun from All for One. And then when we turn the page, we see just the dude just destroyed Deku just standing over him or hanging him up with a black whip. Kind of kind of like how Spider-Man would just string up the villains with, with some webs just for the cops to come. But yeah, Hawks just says, you know, they, they just got the alert, but it's already over. And I, I like the detail in this panel and like how cool this villain dude looks because it looked like he had like kind of like, like sharp, like a uh, reptile type of teeth. He had like all these different ladies tattooed on like his chest, his arms and stuff. So curious, I would be curious to have known like a little bit more about that dude. But anywho, so yeah, so, you know, Deku, you know, saying, you know, it's over. 
you know, he won almost like kid. And Deku just darts off saying, no, that one didn't have any detail. Be careful, All Might. He might explode too. And then All Might's just screaming and screaming at Deku like, hey, like, wait just a minute. You haven't been eating. And then Deku's like, All Might, you don't have to tag along anymore. I'm fine. As he starts walking away from from All Might. And then we have, man, this moment was just like very sad to read. But, you know, we understand where where Deck is coming from, what he's trying to do. But, man, it still doesn't make it hurt any less. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, Deck is like, really, um, you know, I'm fine. And then he's thinking back to the words, now it's your turn. And then Deck tells him, like, listen, what I'm, ca- what I'm capable of now is on par with you at 100% and with no recoil to boot. And yeah, they it just they just have this moment where, you know, All Might is thinking, you know, you're dead set on keeping me out of harm's way and you have your duty as a wielder of one for all. You don't look back at me anymore. And then Deku just says, you know, don't worry about me, really. Uh, and then All Might is reaching out to him, you know, just you know, just thinking, I swore I'd raise you up and protect you, but I know how it is. You're the only one who can bear this burden, and I know how crushing it is. Do your best, and then Deku, or we say the words, do your best. You deserve to rest. I need to tell you that, kid. And then Deku just flies off as All Might trips and spills his food. As we see a little glimpse of Stain. Now, now I can't tell if Stain was nearby lurking in the shadows. Oh, actually, yes, he was. So, yeah, so Stain was nearby. And I think this is a speech that Stain is saying. Saying, they say he appears without a sound. And that he's got a whole mess of quirks in him. That sounds like all for one's ability, right? Or like a Nomu, Nomu even. But apparently, he goes around helping people. The rumors say he's caked with blood and filth, which cover up his many scars. Looking at him, you'd never guess he was a hero. And we end the chapter with this super menacing panel of Deku just... I don't even know how to, like, freaking... How to freaking describe it. It is just so menacing, just like the way he's just walking down the street, black like some tentacles of black whip just kind of like hanging off of him, his clothes looking super raggedy and stuff. And of course, it's still raining. Yeah, this is pretty crazy to think like, man, this is Deku. This is the little boy. Everybody's like, man, he cries too much. And it's like, he is just looking super beastly in this panel, but... Yeah, I, I am very curious to see like where things go from here. It is it is definitely going more and more and more into despair. And I don't know what it's going to be that's going to pull Deku out of that. And so with the coming chapter or chapters, I wonder if... Or I guess this is more of a win because I have a feeling that it's going to happen at some point. So it's more of a win... Deku meets Stain again 
what is that conversation going to be like? Because, you know, Deku is out here doing, you know, the hero's duty and stuff. But it's like, yeah, he just has like this like very scary vibe to him and stuff. And so, yeah, so I wonder if if Stain is going to talk to him about that or is there any chance they might work together or if they just if they will at least like have a conversation of ideals and different stuff like that. So I'm definitely very curious to see where that develops and goes as well as I want to see more uh, if, if it was just a hint or a tease or whatever of you know uh, Endeavor getting or having a bunch of missed calls and texts from Shoto so I definitely just want to know like hey what's going on with the other kids and students and stuff so Benu you know my hero solid as usual especially in this you know, recent arc and stuff and Man, our, our boy Madaria, Midoriya, he's he's not a not a smiling little boy anymore. Just dark and despair. But let's move right on to the next series. Alright, so real quick, this be kind of just like a short one I just, just want to talk about, but Doctor Stone manga chapter two hundred and one titled Morse Talk. And we get this really cool panel of Senku with uh, now a little slightly older Suika just standing side by side in front of the ocean and so yeah pretty much you know we're still following the crew they're still making their way across the Atlantic if I remember correctly and yeah so the the main thing that kind of happened this chapter was you know every so they they mentioned how because of the distance that everybody is you know, Senku them, Senku them are heading basically towards Europe way. Uh, Zeno them are still in South America. And then the last group, I believe it's Chrome them, if I remember correctly. No, 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 no. Chrome is with... Anywho, whatever group is going, or Taiju, Taiju's group, that's going back up to California, because of the distance, they can't talk or they don't have the te- the technology to talk those long distances or whatever. So they're so everybody had to learn Morse code, and so that's how the, you know how they were keeping each other up to date with what's going on and stuff. And so during all this back and forth Morse code, you know, they thought of <laughs> of the fact that like oh, um, what about Y Man on the moon? Because the last time, or the, uh, like one of the first times when they first started broadcasting radio waves, that was the first time that they found out about him and that he had been broadcasting a signal as well to activate the petrification device. And so, and so they talk about how, you know, Senku talks about how, you know, they, or he's aware that he's been you know, sending messages or whatever, or the Y man has been trying to communicate. And so Senku's like, he's like, yeah, we, you know, every, every time he does it, he's just saying, why, why, why? And then Chrome is like, no, that's not what he's saying. And he said, I know Morris code now. So I noticed that, you know, the letters, you know, he's sending aren't the usual WHY. And we find out that, the Y man is sending a message saying, do you want to die? Is what he's saying. 
and so we just get this shock the all these shocked reactions from everybody and so yeah why man is letting get be known they're like hey i know y'all are back active down there and you know trying to trying to do stuff and so yeah so yeah i'm 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 just very curious and very eager for the day to come when we get on the freaking moon because I, I know we're going to do it. This is Dr. Stone. They have done so many crazy things in the time that, they, the, that they've been around. So I know that eventually we're going to get to the moon. But yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. But Senku pretty much laid out in this chapter like, okay, like the three main things that they need to construct now our rocket engine which that's kind of what they're already working on they need material to make a space suit as well as a space ship and so one of the key components that they need to make this ship and the suits is fluorite and they're heading to the Mediterranean Sea and so uh, yeah Barcelona and so they're saying no oh, we're heading to basically where the age of exploration began, the Mediterranean Sea. As you know, we kind of just end the chapter on with this panel of looks like from like the moon, yeah, the moon's position looking down on Earth. So, yeah, very, very interesting stuff going on. You know, why man is always looming in the background, a, a threat, <laughs> always just just there looking in the shadows but yeah that's dr stone so last thing i think i'll probably touch on today and i'm gonna wrap it up it's gonna be uh kaiju number eight chapter 37 so pretty much it just continues with uh kafka versus the director and so it's just this wild just back and forth of all these crazy big attacks and stuff and there's a point where because you know kafka you know he's kind of been dazed and out of it this whole time and there's a, there's a panel where he grabs the director he just like smashes him into the wall and it looks like he might actually kill him but at the very end Kafka breaks loose and he ends up basically getting back control of the uh of his body and stops himself because he was, he was about to kill the freaking director dude and he ends up stopping himself and you know says like I am not kaiju number 8 I am I'm Kafka Hibono Hibono and so yeah I, I'm wondering if now if the director is going to be open to having a actual conversation and dialogue with Kafka after this moment or what's going to go on so yeah, so another cool chapter of Kaiju number eight. Yeah, and I, th I think that's going to do it for everything I'll talk about for today because I'm just kind of scrolling through. And yeah, most of this other series I'll get to another day, another time. Um, I am freaking exhausted. I need to, uh, I need to go <laughs> go lay down. So, so yeah, so I'm going to take a little break. Then we're going to come back and just wrap up the show. And that's going to be a wrap for this week's episode of Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. As I mentioned up top, I am very tired and very exhausted, but my heart is filled with warmth and love. And so, yeah, once again, just happy Father's Day to 
any and all fathers, father figures, stepdads. Happy Father's Day to all of y'all. Happy Father's Day to all of us. I hope you got a chance to do something to celebrate it. And yeah, let's just keep pushing. Let's just keep grinding and keep doing our thing out there. But as usual, you can follow everything at Danny's Talk on Twitter. Danny's Talk Podcast on Instagram. Danny's Talk.com is the website. Subscribe, follow, leave a review would be greatly appreciated. Tell your friends, tell your other, you know, your grandma, your cousin, tell somebody, tell everybody about Robert and Dad needs to talk. <laughs> but, but real talk, you know, I, I always appreciate everybody that's out there that's rocking with me, that's within these, uh, they can hear my voice. I appreciate all the love and everything. And yeah, um, that last little bit of thing I want to mention, I have created a Discord, a Discord server. So if anybody out there is interested in getting into it, the Discord server is called Mastermind Palace, but I have to send you an invite. So just hit me up, tweet at me or hit me up in my DMs on Twitter or email me at dnttpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get you in. You know, it's a small thing, a new thing, but I hope it is the start of, you know, me trying to build and grow some some form of a community around this. But anywho, yeah, if you're interested in that, just hit me up and let me know and I'll get you in. So, yeah, I hope everybody out there has an awesome week and have some fun. Hopefully, like I said, I can get to playing some games or reading some of these mini manga I've been steadily accumulating. But yeah, y'all have an awesome week, an awesome day, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye and peace.